Praise the Lord. I want to get right into the word of the Lord because we were talking about tearing down the wall. And I want to assure you that as long as you serve the Lord, you are going to fight. You're going to fight thoughts within yourself, thoughts and feelings in, and thoughts and feelings from without. And so if you are not armed with the Holy Ghost to quicken you and talk you down, you are prey to whatever hits. But the Lord said he has not given us the spirit of fear that could, that could cripple anybody in this room. There are all sorts of emotional dysfunctions out in the world. Counseling is going through the roof. And Pastor just sent us a, a, uh, an article that said, when talk therapy doesn't work, the end of talk therapy. You can only talk so much about your problems, but when you get Jesus in the middle of it and you get the Holy Ghost, you have power to do what I'm about to tell you to do. So I want you to stand to your feet right now and we are going to lift our hands to the Lord and we're going to ask God to finish what he started this morning. I want you to lift your hands. Lord, we are in this house. It is a deliverance service. You have sent a word to heal your people. You want to set us free from strongholds, false assumptions, lies in our minds, feelings that aren't true. God, you want to give us power to see things as they truly are so we can live for you in the power of the Holy Ghost and peace and joy and long-suffering and righteousness and all of the gifts of your spirit. God, we ask you to let this word fall into hearts prepared to hear it and bring forth your promise according to your word, everyone said in Jesus' name. I'm going to ask you to remain standing while Sister Tracy puts up 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. And Paul already told us, I'm fighting. I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble outside. There are people trying to kill me. And inside, I'm full of fear. Without our fightings, within our fears. And he was honest about it because he wanted to show us how to fight. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. So that means you can't pull a gun. A lot of people are driven to despair by their thoughts and feelings, and they take a gun and turn it on themselves. Or they do things that cause themselves pain because they cannot make the madness stop. I'm here to proclaim there is power in the name of Jesus. There is healing in the name of Jesus. There is deliverance. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the, everyone say, pulling down of strongholds. Say that with me. Pulling down of strongholds. And you may be seated. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Tear down the wall. Now, I know that we're, when you're introverted, you don't like to share your emotions or your thoughts or your feelings. And you can hide in the back, hide in the front, in the side, in another room. You don't now. It's not me. I'm telling you, God wants to give everybody the power to battle their own battle. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Here's the first thing. I want you to know that according to the word of the Lord, a stronghold is a castle, a fortress. But it's also this arguments and reasonings by which a disputant, that means your adversary, endeavors to fortify his opinion and defendant against his opponent. It's like you come into church, you hear a good word, and not 30 seconds after stepping outside, something hits you in the face. But what about? What are you going to do about? And how does that affect this? 
and tomorrow you're still going to have to walk into. And then all of a sudden, the blessing, the goodness, the feeling, the thoughts, the encouragement, the battle against what you've been dealing with just collapses. And you're like a deflated balloon. Well, you're going to have to fight. And the Bible said, and I'm going to just be honest with you. I want you to look me in the face. A little bright here, so I'm having a little trouble seeing you, but you can see me. And I want to tell you something. Everybody that comes to God has a stronghold. We're not born thinking and feeling right. We are not. It doesn't take any time before you realize that your children have some very wrong ideas about authority, about righteousness, about how to obey, how to submit. It won't take very long. At least by two, you're going to cross them because they know best. And then begins the struggle and the battle. And then when they become teenagers, they want you to reason with them. I don't have a problem with that. Because I'm going to tell you what Isaiah said in 118. Come now, Isaiah 118. Come now, let's reason together. The Lord said, though your sins be as scarlet. He said, talk to me. Tell me what you've been doing. Tell me what you've been thinking. Tell me what you've been feeling. And right here is where most of us go sideways. I'm not telling anybody. I'm going to sit at home. And it's going to get bigger and bigger. I'm going to be silent. I'm not going to anyone. This is why the Lord gave us five gifts. Apostles. An apostle is somebody who gets up and says, stop it. Under the power of the Holy Ghost. Quit. Stand. Fight. Rise. Believe. Fast. Pray. That's an apostolic word. And it's for a time. And those words are when people are getting ready to go off the edge. And they need someone to say, stop. Halt. In the name of the Lord. And that's a word of power and authority. And before you go, oh my goodness, that's too hard for me. The Bible balances power with love. No apostolic. No apostle, nobody who's giving you a word that is strong and powerful is doing it under any other influence but by the Holy Ghost to save our lives. Those words are not coming to make you mad, hurt you, shame you, embarrass you, humiliate you. I tell you who's doing that. That's the enemy behind the stronghold who keeps you locked up and silent, not able to worship, not able to be honest, not able to be authentic because you're living behind a stronghold. The Lord said, I want you to come out from that and be separate. Not only did he give us apostles, he gave us prophets. People who under the influence of the Holy Ghost can say, I know where you are. And thus saith the Lord, this is what's going to happen. If you'll follow, is it about your bank account? Thus saith the Lord, if you give 500, you'll get 1500. I'm not talking about that kind of nonsense. I'm talking about when you can't see up from down and you are disoriented. There will come a word from the Lord that says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. And suddenly it pierces behind the wall of your fear. Where maybe you've been cowering and I've been hiding, afraid to reconcile. You're going to go through some things in life that are going to require you to step up to the plate and fight. Yeah. 
If you capitulate, you can come to church. I don't know how long you can sit there behind a wall before you get tired of living a lie. And you'll either come closer to God or you're going to cut yourself loose. And everybody that does it can point their finger and say it's someone else. But the truth is, there's a stronghold that needs to come down. And then he said, I'm going to give you something else. I'm going to give you something to encourage you. I'm going to send you an evangelist. And he's going to spark your fire again. You need to hear five different kinds of words of an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist. Then you need a pastor. What in the world is he for? Your daily life. You're not supposed to bury your head in the sand, hide your conflict, go away, say, I'm a big boy. I can handle this. I'm telling you now, God gave us the church for the salvation of our souls for your children and their children for your parents everybody in your family we cannot do this alone and then finally he gave us teachers who will break it down and say let me make it simple to you and that's exactly what Paul did here and he said the very first thing when your young person is battling thoughts and feelings, and I'm going to tell you right now, if you've got a child that's going through emotional struggles, if you are going through emotional struggles and mental struggles, get off of Facebook. Get off of Instagram. Don't look at that stuff. Don't listen to it. You need to pull yourself away because God has said, I made you in my image and my likeness. And the night you received the Holy Ghost and were baptized in Jesus' name, he put a shield around you. Let me tell you something. The devil's at the door ringing the bell. You don't have to open it. You do not have to open it. He's ringing it for everybody. And he doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to bring a gun in your house. He can get in your head and your heart and he will turn you on your own family. You don't have to, you don't have to pull a, a revolver, a pistol or anything. Your mouth will become a weapon of mass destruction. I want to tear down the wall. I want the Lord to reveal what's eating me alive. I want God to get into my head. I want God to get into my heart. I want it exposed and revealed because the truth will make me free. The devil will try to lock you up and say the reason you're this way is because you're wicked and evil and I'm telling you we are all wicked and evil but the blood but the blood washes white as snow he cannot heal what we won't reveal and so the first key and Paul said it and I want to get to it he said casting down imaginations long before ever you take that first move towards depression and you are eaten alive you have imagined something that is not true. Long before my spirits hit the floor, there has been an imagination come into my heart. Now, we're not stupid. It's usually based on a fact. So here's a fact. You get a blood report and it's not good. It isn't good. And you're living in a mortal body. And we love to dance and shout here and sing and worship. But the truth is you are mortal and so am I. That's the truth. Well, that's a fact. But let me tell you what Jesus said about the fact of death. 
Death is a fact. Do you know that? It is a fact. And the day Jesus walked into the house of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue, who should have been able to have pulled something from the word and was defenseless against his grief and depression. He was defenseless. I don't know if he talked about Jesus behind his back. I don't know if he'd gotten up and publicly said he's a charlatan and a liar and a cheat. But the day his daughter died, Jairus swallowed his pride. And he said, I don't care what I said about him. My little daughter is laying there dead. And if I don't get some help, she's going to be dead forever. And we can't bear it. And he ran to Jesus and he said, she's sick. She's sick. And someone ran up to him just like people do. Give up. Don't trouble the master. Your little girl is dead. Boom. And Jesus saw that man's countenance. He saw it hit the floor. Now here, there's no imagination about that. I mean, that's a fact. Did you hear me say that's a fact? That child was dead and the man that brought the report knew it. And Jesus whipped around and said to that grieving father, Fear not, only believe. Let's go. What? Because you're getting ready to see the truth come in contact with a fact. And this is what you better know. When you get that blood work and you get that report and you hear that story and your knees start knocking and you're scared again and fear starts rising up like bile in your throat and depression, if you've battled it, what it means is you've got a stronghold somewhere and the Lord keeps wanting to confront you with what you think about where you are again and again and again. He will put us in a round pen and we will go back at it again until finally we let the Holy Ghost stand up and speak to whatever it is and take down that wall. And when Jesus walked in that room, everybody said, there, oh, people can pull that emotion. Oh, they were sobbing and weeping. And Jesus said, why are you crying? She's not dead. She's asleep. And they laughed in his face. Let me tell you something. 30 years old, 32, 33, he walked in. He didn't walk in because he was Joseph's son. He walked in because there was Holy Ghost power. And he spoke to that little girl and said, Honey, get up. And that child came to life. I know I'm not asking you to stand in front of a casket and say those words again. I'm asking you to do something harder. I'm asking when the enemy comes in like a flood for you to let the Holy Ghost raise a flag again. And instead of agreeing with that thought, do not agree with it. Cast down your imagination. Okay, so here's the first fact. My blood work is bad. B, my mama died from the same thing. And here's the conclusion that will drop you to the floor. I am going to die like my mother. Yeah, that's a stronghold. You won't die a day before the Lord Jesus himself leads you to that path. The Bible said he will be our guide even to death. A guide, not a cowboy, not a driver, not a thief, not a liar, not a cheat. He will guide us. If that's my journey, then I can say with strong assurance, the Lord is my help and my defense. I will not be forsaken. I will not be forgotten. He will not leave. You may leave me. 
So you're going to have to get a hold of your mind. I want you to lay your hand on your heart. He said, I want you to grab a hold of your mind and stop letting your mind run away with you. You just made it up. Lift your other hand, Lord Jesus. We are in this house right now. We are overrun with things we have imagined. This is the end. I can't get over this. I can't get through this. I can't get around this. And I hear the word of the Lord saying, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Now lift your other hand and praise the Lord. Throw down that thought. I'm meeting a little resistance here tonight. You know what I'm hearing other people? You know what thought I'm hearing come across the room? I've done this before. You know whose thought that was? That wasn't Jesus's. And that voice that you just let get in your head is not your friend. You better pull that down. Because there's only, there are only two sources speaking in the world. The voice of God and not God. Who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? Close your eyes again. Lord, open my eyes and my understanding. Let me trace the things that I have imagined that have taken me down a road of despair and depression. That is not your will for me. You came to raise me up, to lift up. Hallelujah. And you will help me because you are God. He said, I want you to cast it down. You imagined it. If you get offended easily, I wonder how many times things that we have, actions we have taken have been based on imaginations we made up about people that aren't true. He said, I need you to cast it down. Young people. If you are in middle school, you are at the perfect age where the devil plays this little game. He does it with everybody. You walk into a room of people that have been talking, and they stop talking, and they look. Now, I just told you two facts. Now, what conclusion you draw from it, I'm going to have to be honest with you. If you're not full of the Holy Ghost, your humanity is going to come out. It's not the devil. It's the dark in us. We are dark. Somebody looks at us sideways, they don't like me, I don't like them. And then the way we treat people is based on something that we absolutely imagined. We saw them turn away. We saw, we don't know if they were going to cough. We don't know what they were thinking. We don't know what, but we've already made up a narrative to go with the action. And then we base, and then that's that first brick. They don't like me. Well, I don't like them. And I got my feelings hurt. I'm not putting up with this. <laughs> or I just, what can I do? Can I be your friend? Can I help you? Can you see it? It's all driven by fear. I'm here to tell you tonight, if you will pull down the stronghold and let God get into your head and show you what you've been thinking that's not on track. Lift our hands again. Father, in your name, casting down imaginations. Take me back, Sister Tracy, to my text. Casting down imaginations. He said, you want to pull down a stronghold? Okay, now who's going to point out your imagination? It's the Holy Ghost inside. When we come to church and we're not paying attention and the Lord's dealing with us and we're scooting that under, I'm telling you the Lord is confrontational. It's not me. It's God. The Lord will go, what, what, what was that you thought right there? What was that? Get rid of that. 
And there are times when I will be ambushed by a thought or ambushed by feeling. And you know how I make it stop? I start talking in the name of Jesus. Lord, get that out of my head right now. And then I hear a scripture from Psalms 119. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed to the word of God. If I have to, I will turn on my Bible and let that man read to me. What are you doing? This means war. This means war. What are you doing? I'm fighting a little thought that tries. You know what? You can't keep the birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from nesting. I'm going to tell you something. Listen to me. But there is a spirit. There is a spirit that will get a hold of us. People just don't like you. And then you know what people do? They nurse that. Nobody likes me. And then everybody, then we land in the land of manipulation. So-and-so looks sad. And then you get a little warm touch. You look sad. And then that teaches you, oh, if I, if I want someone to love me, i got to act like I'm sad. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? These are the juvenile games Paul called out and said, this has got to stop. You have the power of the Holy Ghost. Sister Showstrand, why are you saying that? I'm saying what Ronald Reagan said on June the 12th, 1987. Tear down this wall. Do you want peace in your life? Do you want prosperity? Do you want joy unspeakable and full of glory? Cast down those imaginations. Then he said this. I want you to take down the high things. that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. Where are you putting your faith? I am literally telling you what the Lord spoke to me in my ears. He said in Psalms 146, do not trust in princes. You know who princes are? And I made mention of it this morning. They're people at the top of their game. They're leaders. Leaders in medicine. Leaders in finance. Leaders in education. Cultural icons that we let our children gaga over. And they actually gaga. And people go, oh. And they learn the lyrics. And they learn. And, and they get passionate. I'm going to such and so concert. And, a, and you wonder why there's brick after brick after brick. It didn't start yesterday. I'm telling you, you let a thought get in your mind. You elevate these things above God. Who is greater than God? He said, you know who I am. And you know what I do. And you've watched me work. Take down the high things in your life. Thou shalt have no graven image before me. People say to themselves, if I get out there and worship, people are going to make fun of me. And I'm not known for doing that. I have a reputation to protect. That is a graven image I made of myself. Miss Thang. No graven image. And I really like to do that, but I won't because I'm protecting what I made. My image. I'm protecting my image image. I want people to see me as nah, 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 nah. And I think the Lord just stands back and smokes with an indignation because he sees that kind of isolation keeps you from food and water. The Bible said he's close to those who are humble and he knows the proud afar off. It would be worth you crawling on your belly rolling in the floor 
to get delivered from the lies that keep you bound up and tied up in knots. It would be worth shouting every pin out of your hair down or just calling and kneeling down humbly, God, I'm at the end of my rope. I'm asking you to save me and revealing that I have done everything I know to do. And the Lord will say, I've been waiting for you to tell me. Let me tell you where this started. You know what you thought back then? It was a lie. And the Lord begins to show you, I'm telling you what I know from experience. He has taken me back to take me forward. And I've said, God, I didn't even know I thought that. It's been a eureka moment. And I've been like, I'll never think that again. I'm not going to act like that again. I'm not going to nurse that thought again. I am Jesus only. And my eyes are fixed on him. I'm pulling down those high things. He said, I want you to testify about me in front of nations and kings. But if you admire them more than you admire me, you won't open your mouth. Oh, he said, I want you to pull down those high things. I don't want you locking yourself up and saying, I could never, I can't, he won't, they won't, we won't, we can't. Where did you get such an idea? But he stood on the edge of a broken and void world. And the Bible said his spirit hovered above the face of the waters and he saw the earth before the big bang or after whatever they're trying to. My children saw that at the observatory and Siobhan leaned over and said, Jana, is this how the world came into being? I said, Siobhan, let me talk to you about this later. What they're describing to you is events that have no connection to the author. It'd be like people looking at a painting and never knowing anything about the artist. And they discovered that they want to know more who is this that did that who can do that if God can form the Milky Way and an infinite number of galaxies you don't think he knows where we are right now he wants to get into our heads and into our hearts let's lift our hands God soak into me I want you to challenge my misconceptions I want you to get a hold of me I want to cast down those imaginations You'll never be, you can never, this will never. And pastor again got up and said, the Holy Ghost gives us the gift of self-forgetfulness. He said, I don't want you to think about yourself anymore. I got your clothes covered. I got your food covered. Oh, but it's a long way between here and there. And then he lets you go through a challenging time in your life. And you're praying, 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 praying. And that thing, we set God up. Lord, if it's you, then I want you to do X, Y, Z by such and so time. Really? That is not wise. Do not do that. Do not put God. Say, Lord, whatever you want, you know what I need. You know what I'm waiting for. This is life. It is our life. How are you going to spend yours? bitter, angry, disappointed, hurt, hiding. This is life. He said, I want you to bring the high things down. I don't want you to listen to what other people say about you and your life and your expectation. And then the third thing, three things. Throw down your imaginations. People that have the Holy Ghost should be the most sensitive people in the world. 
You're sensitive to what comes in your head. The Lord wants to go, whoop, wait a minute. That slipped past the guard at the gate. Let's grab hold of that. And he said, I want you to cast it down. But not only this, once you've thrown it down, now I want you to grab hold of that thought. You got a bad report. Yep. Okay. What does that mean? Well, I'm either going to live or I'm going to die. Okay. Now what do I do with that? I've heard something that has just dropped me to the floor. I'm living. I'm walking. I'm still able but what am I going to do? He said, you bring that thought, that I'm going to die thought. Your blood work was. The kids made fun. I'm struggling. I can't make it. He said, grab it. Grab that thought. And he said, you bring it to Jesus Christ. Bring it right there. Hold on to it. This means war. You just can't lay down and let this stuff run rampant in your mind. If you found a cockroach... You would squash it. I cannot believe that we let our thoughts run like cockroaches in the fields of our mind. Your inner life is so important. What's occupying yours? What's occupying mine when the doorbell starts ringing? He said, I want you to bring it. Now, Jesus, what did obedience get for you? He obeyed to the Say it again. He obeyed to the death. God, I have already considered the possibility that I might not come back from this one. Okay. Now what am I going to think about that? I know my Redeemer lives. So Lord, if I'm not coming back from this last little foray, if I'm not... I'm a soldier and I've got a platoon around me and I already know I'm not coming back from it. Then you help me fortify everybody who is around me until you remove me. I'm going to load them up with ammunition. I'm going to give them water. I'm going to strengthen them. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? The gift of the Holy Ghost is get off yourself. I got you. Paul said, I've already been through that. Whether we live or whether we die, whose are we? We are the Lord's. He said, I don't want you to be afraid of your future or for yourself. He said, I want you to bring those thoughts into captivity. So Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. If that's where you are, and some of us are, the Lord's knocked the feet out from under us. And you're a little stunned. And you're kind of thinking, what does this mean for my life? I'm going to tell you what it means. It means this right here. Read it with me out loud in your mouth. Say these words. Go. Trust in the Lord. Whoa. Who are you supposed to trust in? Do you think he knows where you are? He didn't say trust in the surgeon with all your heart. He didn't say trust in your banker. He did not say trust in your employer. He said, I want with passion. I want you to trust me. And then for those of us that are smart, we got a church full of smart people, smart people who can reason things out. I've seen you work. You have good sense. You have good smarts. And you know what he said? Do not, read it with me, lean not unto thine own. Well, I've been through this before and I know what happened. Well, I've seen this. And he said, stop it. You're leaning the wrong way. You're not God. 
I am. He said, I'd like you to straighten up and lean this way. And then he said, in this battle, this head game, everybody say it's a head game. Say it's a heart game. He said, in all your ways, read it with me. In all thy ways, do what? You know how simple it is to acknowledge someone? You get up in the morning, Lord, I know you're here. I only have so many hours in the day. Lord, you see my life. (laughs) And I'm actually literally praying the last part. Read it with me. And he shall what? Telling you he wants a tight, close. You want to pull down a stronghold? You want to pull it down? You want to stop getting sideswiped all the stinking time? Cast down those imaginations. Bring down those high things. Get a hold of your mind. Take those thoughts and go, God, whatever you want from me, I'll give. Now, I want to go to First Peter. I want you to listen. First Peter 4 and 19 said, say, what if God is going to put me through this? I don't want to be here. Okay, I get you. But this is what the scripture said. Wherefore... Let them that suffer according to whom? The will of God. If you have prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed like Paul, take this away from me, take this away from me, change this circumstance, I cannot stand it anymore, change it, change it, change it, and the Lord says, no. Let them that suffer according to the will of God He said, I want you to commit the keeping. When you're going through it, you're you're just left, right, up, down. Isla Jo doesn't even know who her mother is. She knows there's a source of food. And right now, that little girl is so dependent on Caitlin. And I've watched David and Caitlin with this baby. And you know what it's like? It's like God with a child. It's God with us. She is not aware. She's not aware. Isla Joe's not aware. She's totally dependent. And, and that little girl has committed because she can't do anything else. The keeping of her soul to him. Now, here's how you do it. You have to get up from the imagination throw it down. The high thing, throw it down. The thought, God, whatever you want, throw it down. And then you have to get up. And you commit your soul to him in doing what? Well doing. Get to the house of God. Sing. Text somebody. Encourage someone. Write a card. If you do not fight back, you will fall in. I'm going to say it again. If you don't fight, you're going to fall. And how much do you enjoy being depressed and being trapped by your limits? I'm telling you, we have a covenant-keeping God. And he gave us the Holy Ghost to say, stop it right now. Stop that. Get a hold of that thought. And a scripture will come to you. Thank God our pastor gives us 
reams and reams of scripture. One is bound to land in a time when you need a word, not from your own mouth and thought. And when you are fighting for your life to keep from hitting the floor in despair, that word will come. Oh, thank God I listened. Thank God I've been reading my Bible. Thank God, because I know you're with me. How do you feel? I don't feel so good right now, but I know what I know what I know. He said, I want you to do well. Now look at here, Colossians 3, 16. All right. So we're going to submit to God. And, and uh, tonight is 610 soon to be 11. I really feel like we need to build an altar and say, God, all this stuff that's going on in my head, I'm, I want to pull it down. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Paul said, I can't judge myself. Look here. God only knows what's in me. I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue. I'm just telling you what I use to get through. If you are honest and authentic with God, he's not going to drag you across the carpet and shame you publicly and this is so private and personal. This is a love message. Let me in. Behold, I stand at the door. God, if I let you in, are you just going to tear me up from top to bottom? If I open up a little bit, what are you going to do? He said, I'd like to sit down and eat with you. I'd like to eat with you. So here's how you, how do you fight this then? Colossians 3 and 16. Let, let the word of Christ dwell so that it's not that you're a Bible thumper. It's not that, but words will come. If you're listening for it, you will get a scripture coming to you in a dark night of the soul. It'll come quietly because he doesn't scream when he talks. He will help you throw down your imagination. He'll help you throw down the high thing. He'll remind you of what you heard in this sermon or that. He said, I want you to let it dwell. Let it abide. Let it sit. When you hear a word and it cuts you to the quick, don't spit it out. Chew it up and swallow. Let it stay in you. Let it. I got to respond to this. I've got to hear this. I've got to do something about it. I, I need to do something about it today. Not next week. Not even tomorrow. But right now, I want the Lord to get in there. And then he said, this is what's amazing. While you're letting it dwell, turn around and teach somebody what you know. Carnal conversations are nice. How are you doing? Where'd you go? Did you have fun? What'd you eat? Did you do anything interesting? That's great. You know where that's living? That's so superficial. It's going to die the moment any one of us are dead. It's over. He said, I want you to do something different. I want you to teach and admonish one another. I want you to quote Psalms to people that call you up and tell you they're low. You say, well, I don't have any Psalms to teach. If you're going to tear down something, then you've got to build something. You cannot leave empty ground. And so every time you encourage someone in the Lord, you are building up your own self because when you open your mouth and begin to teach, you know who it encourages first? 
say, well, I don't want to take a class. You don't have to take a class. You don't have to teach downstairs. But when somebody calls broken, you can, well, I know what the Bible said. Let me tell you the word the Lord gave me. Well, you're just trying to be like Sister Shostrand. Okay, where did that imagination come from? Please tell me the author of that little thought. Let's discuss that for a minute. Let me call that out right now. That wasn't the Holy Ghost. That's something else. Let's just call it what it is. Don't let that run rampant in your mind because the devil's going to try to make fun of you trying to do what the Word said. You're going to stand for that? He'll make fun of you right to the gates of hell and then beyond. Somebody has got to cast down a stronghold and build up. He said, I want you to admonish one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Teaching, admonishing. He said, I want you to sing. I want you to say, hey, did you hear this song? This was a blessing to me. Why? This means war. Unless you just want to give up. In which case, I don't have anything to say to you. Because I'm going on. As for me and my house, while there is breath in my body, while I can stand, while I can sing, while I can breathe, we will serve the Lord. This is how we submit to God. I've talked to you about submission. Trust the keeping of your soul and well-doing. Let the word dwell in you. So you know what? You pray the word. You get to a psalm until it hits and you pray it. Lord, I found Psalm 146. I'm not going to give that to you. You can look it up yourself. But I prayed it. It was real to me and it worked. I want you to go to 1 Peter 5, 7 through 10. Here we go. 1 Peter 5, 7 through 10. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober. He said, before you, you do this thing, he said, I want you to get rid of everything that troubles you. Get, get rid of it. Then once you're empty, I want you to look around in reality at your life and where you are. I want you to take a sober look. Where am I? What am I doing? What have I done? And I want you to be vigilant because here's your opposition. Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks. He's not running. He's walking. He's roaring. He's at the door. Seeking whom he may devour. Next verse. Whom resist? Well, that just makes me so mad. That just eats me up. That just, and let me tell you who that is. It ain't Jesus. I'm not letting it in. He's at the door. I'm not letting it in. Janice Showstrand, you're just a lunatic. How come you bless people that flip you off and cut you off? And Because I know what's at the door knocking. I'm not letting it in. I can't let it in. This means war. What's at stake? Me. What's at stake? My family. What's at stake? My grandchildren and my children. Are you going to leave here? Eventually, yes, I am going. But while I am here, I'm going to build something. He said, you cast down imaginations, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You cast that down, you build yourself up. You know why I speak in tongues? You know who it gives a juice to? Me. 
when it begins to roll through me and the Lord sometimes will speak to me in English while my tongue is just going and the tears will be pouring because I can hear him interpreting what I'm saying and he's telling me things and he's encouraging me and he's lifting me up. I wish that I would give more time to that experience. I'm a little bit slow. It takes me a while to get in there and get going. You know what I'm saying? I got so much to get through. My arm hurts, my heel, my whatever. And the day and then and I'm like, Lord, I need it right now. I'm not praying because I'm good. I'm praying because I need encouragement. I'm praying because I want the Holy Ghost to give me hope again. I'm throwing down those imaginations, but there's got to be something building there. I can't just go around tearing down things, but he's given me something to build. He said, I want to abide in you. Take down that wall. He said, resist those things that are coming against you in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions. Everybody in the world is going through this right now. Your brethren that are in the world, the last verse. But the God, but the God of all grace, I don't deserve it. I am not doing a good job at it. I'm casting down. Sometimes I'm casting down the wrong thing. The Lord's building something. I said, oh, God, I just pulled that up. I thought it was a weed. Yeah, oh, Jesus, forgive me. Help me. And we're back to square one again. He won't give up on me, Noah. He's going to live long after my bones are ash. He's working with me in my time. And he'll work with you where you are. The God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. Here we go. Here we go. After. Whew, I came to give you a word. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? I feel the Holy Ghost. Hang in there. Don't you dare give up. After you've suffered a while. Wait a minute. I'm hurting. I know. Hang in there. After you've suffered a while, make you perfect. Shut up. Establish, strengthen, and settle you. We are not going through these things. These strongholds, God's saying, I'm wanting to get in there. No, Lord, I'm fighting you. I'm fighting you. I'm going to be embarrassed. Please, please let me in there. Let me behind the door. Please let me behind the wall. Let me in there. I want to move in there. Please, please let me in. Hallelujah. I'm standing here tonight on behalf of Jesus Christ, imploring you to lay down whatever it is that you got going on. I'm imploring you. That imagination of I'll never change. Oh, I'm losing my life. I'm losing everything I ever hoped for. That you don't know what I'm going through, Spirit. I'm asking you to step out in faith. Every head bowed, every eye closed. This is so personal. I'm not going to jump on you. I can't. My God in heaven, I don't have anything to give you but my testimony and what he's done. You say, why would you even ask me to the front? How else are you going to reveal humility?
by answering a call. I just want to sing just quietly. If you walked in sick, you're going to walk out whole. If you walked in bound, you're going to walk out free. You say, I don't believe it. I've tried before. Oh, you you don't need to. I don't need you as a statistic. I'm not going to rejoice over who cried, who prayed. I'm trying to give you hope to pull you off the ledge and behind the wall. Hallelujah. I want to bless everyone that's watching online. May the Lord bless and keep you. We're going to go off air right now. I pray the Lord will bless you and strengthen you, and I want you to grab a hold of this. But we need some family time in the house. Sister Tracy.